Hi, welcome to the Emotional Stuff Podcast, hosted by Dr. Marcus Motley, clinical psychologist and positive psychology coach. Here you'll get powerful stories, techniques, strategies, tips, and targeted recommendations on how to effectively deal with anger, sadness, grief, anxiety, jealousy, fear, and other minor, major, intensely difficult, and disempowering emotions. Listen to the Emotional Stuff Podcast, read our blog, and begin to heal your hurt, manage your emotions, deal effectively with difficult people, handle stress better, and fully empower yourself to change and grow in the ways that you really want to. Dr. Motley helps you to remove the emotional chains that are shackling you. Hello, this is Marcus Motley with another episode of the Emotional Stuff Podcast. This is a show where we discuss the best tips, techniques, and strategies on how to deal with your emotional stuff. We talk about how not to let your emotional stuff derail you or deter you or put you on a detour from your destiny or weaken your resolve to maximize your potential. And most importantly, we talk about how to use your emotions to empower yourself, to connect with others, to make positive changes, and to get what you deeply desire from your life. So I'm working on a new project that helps to overcome and conquer one of the most difficult emotional problems that some people may experience in their lives. It is a problem that some people never overcome. When you are able to conquer this negative emotional stuff, your relationships will change for the better. Your career will take off. You will get better at influencing people and you will become a better leader. And you will also have at least one major tool, one powerful skill that will help you to achieve whatever goals you may have. I decided a long time ago as a teenager, even before that, that my primary goal in life would be to help others. But I was doubtful. Could I do that? I was raised in Green Bay, the poorest part of Antigua, in a neighborhood called The Mud, To gain access to a house, you would at times have to slush through ankle-deep mud. I grew up in a section of the mud known as Tinning Village because many of the houses were constructed of old discarded sheets of corrugated galvanize. Our area was the dumping ground for the community's waste. And I mean waste. There were no trash collectors in the community. There were no trash cans in the community. I didn't even live on a street. There was no running water, no septic tanks, and most of the homes had no toilets. So yes, that is what I mean by waste. But my mother raised me on Shakespeare, Dickens, Longfellow, and Tennyson. By the time I was 10, I had read 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Gulliver's Travels, King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table, Dante's Inferno, and Homer's Odyssey. There was no mud in me. The word waste had meaning for me. I would not waste my future. And every time I thought of toilets, I swore that I would toil hard until I fulfill my dreams. And for me, galvanized was an action word. I was galvanized into yearning for more and for better for myself and for my community and for those who needed my help. Why? Because as I read books by Earl Nightingale, like The Strangest Secret, or books by Napoleon Hill, like Think and Grow Rich, and James Allen's book, As a Man Thinketh, 
or Norman Vincent Peale's book, The Power of Positive Thinking. I was inspired. I was hungry. I was determined to make the best of myself and my future. But I would have to learn to write. And I would have to learn to speak so that I could communicate my thoughts with the people who I wanted to help. For some reason, writing was easy for me. Maybe it was a talent that I had. Or maybe it was because of those hundreds of comics and books that I had read. Words flowed easily from my pen. But they didn't flow so easily from my mouth. I was a shy kid with only a very small circle of friends. I could count the number of my friends on three fingers. So instead of speaking, I wrote poems, stories, even a few plays, and I wrote tons of articles for the local newspaper. As a matter of fact, I wrote so many articles and poems that years later, I turned them into not one, but two books. The title of the books, An Anthology of Radical Thoughts and Empowering Perspectives. And I still have enough articles and poems from 45 years ago that I could publish into three more books. So yes, I was a prolific writer. But I wanted to speak. I wanted to speak and win friends and influence people like Dale Carnegie. I wanted to speak like Napoleon Hill and Earl Nightingale. And so I took a Dale Carnegie course at 17 on effective public speaking. And so, yes, I learned all about how to give a speech. And I also learned how to craft a great speech. But I had a problem. You see, as I said before, I was a good writer. So I crafted and wrote a couple of great speeches. But, well, those speeches stayed right where I had written them, on the paper. Well, you know, that's not quite true. I read the speeches in the privacy of my bedroom. I read them over and over and over again. And sometimes when I could be sure that no one was listening, I even read them out loud. But that was it. I never shared them in public. I never spoke them in public. So many of those speeches became articles and poems, which I did share. So I guess I made use of them. But, but when I wrote them, I wrote them as speeches that I would deliver. But something stopped me from speaking them out loud from sharing them verbally with people. And so I gained some local publicity as a writer. And it really irked me each time someone would say to me, you are a good writer. Because within me, that statement emphasized my struggle that no one knew of. I was afraid to speak in public. That fear haunted me for a long time. As a matter of fact, I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about it. And my overcoming that fear took a journey of starts and stops and doubts and obstacles and hesitations and hindrances. I tried everything. You name it, I did it on that journey from being fearful to being flawless and to being a good speaker. But there were a couple of things along that journey that made a ton of difference and helped me to deal with my fear. And there was one thing, one exercise, that when I did it, one process after which I felt like Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, and Les Brown all wrapped up in one. But I want you to pay attention to this. 
You know, I just said that there were a ton of things that helped me to deal with my fear. So while that one magical technique was the thing that let me know immediately that my fear was a thing of the past, those other techniques, those other things that I tried were crucial in my coming to the point, to the moment that allowed that magical technique to work. And even more importantly, those tons of things that I had tried, those techniques that I had learned and had applied, those had transformed me to such a degree that when I experienced that last technique and when it worked and the feeling of, oh, wow, and when I realized that I had stepped up, gave a terrific speech, and then realized that, hey, this thing worked. I felt great. There were no feelings of fear during, before, afterwards. But then, but then I realized that those other 34 techniques, yes, I counted them, had paved the way for me to get here, to be able to speak to an audience of 10 or 10,000 or more. So this is the project that I'm working on. I'm putting together at least 15 of those powerful techniques, plus the one extra special technique that I learned, so that I can share it, share my process, share those techniques, share that awesome process with others. And I will definitely inform you when I'm launching that product. Hi, thanks for listening to another episode of the Emotional Stuff Podcast, hosted by Dr. Marcus Motley. Listen, if you need private, personalized information, techniques, or strategies that are designed specifically to help you or a friend or a loved one, then please contact Dr. Motley at empowermeathotmail.com. That's M-P-O-W-E-R-M-E at hotmail.com. Or go to the website at emotionalstuff.com, emotional, S-H-T-U-F-F dot com, and leave a private comment or make a specific confidential request. Remember, you can always contact Dr. Motley for private and confidential coaching and counseling assistance.